Welcome, rock warriors, zombie queens, and everyone in between, to Stories to Dismember, a podcast where your hosts, Aaron, Lindsay, and Miguel, recap their horror film pick of the week based on a monthly theme. Don't be frightened by the vampy magnetism of my voice. I'm just putting it on for this intro. I normally sound like this. The boys and I discuss, aka dismember horror films together, but we do it in a more wholesome and silly fashion. Now, you will listen to stories to dismember. You will comment, rate, and subscribe. Hypnotism over. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Stories to Dismember podcast. I am your host, Aaron, and as always, with me is my co-host, Lindsay and Miguel. Hi! Yo! What's up? So this episode, we are covering the movie Joyride from 2001, I believe. Yeah. And starring one of my favorite actors, rest in peace, Paul Walker. And this week's pick, this episode's pick is from Lindsay, so we'll let her describe the movie and get us started sure so this episode was recommended to me by drop king from Scored. if you are a doughboys obsessive like i am you know who drop king is or else you're a poser anyway um so joyride <laughs> don't be a poser <laughs> i was i was just willing to go all in on joyride and i was so happy i did because without giving my official rating right now or anything. I will say I did enjoy it. Joyride is about a college kid named Lewis, who is played by Paul Walker, who gets a phone call from his childhood friend, Vanna, who needs to be picked up from her college, which is located in Colorado. So he agrees to do that, and it's very clear he has the hots for her. But in the midst of this, he gets a call from his mother about his older brother, Fuller, who apparently has landed himself in prison once again. So he takes a detour to get his brother, and some shit happens. Yeah. Definitely. You want to talk about the cast? I knew that Paul Walker was in this. I feel very embarrassed to say that I did not remember who Paul Walker was, but I remembered when my memory was jogged about his uh, tragic death, then I remembered, oh, that's who Paul Walker was. I don't think I'd seen any of his movies, but everybody had heard about his tragic passing away. I did recognize the guy that played his brother. I don't know the actor's name, but uh, he was in Daddy Daycare and You've Got Mail. Like, cute movies. Mm-hmm. I had never on. seen him. Is yep. that his name? Steve's I on. believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was cool to see him in a darker, edgier movie like this. Mm-hmm. And who played the friend, Vanna? Because she yeah, yeah. also looked familiar to me, but I just couldn't place where I knew her from. And I didn't bother to look it up. Yeah, she is Lily Sobiski. And she was in a ton of movies, like in the late 90s. She was in um, Deep Impact, Never Been Kissed, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah, she was, she was the movies. friend in Never Been Kissed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> that was like one out of all of the ones you listed that I'd seen. And I was like, oh yeah, that would. She also looks like a young Helen Hunt, like a, she looks yeah, like she, she could be Helen Hunt's sister or something. She definitely does. Well, I've got a lot of things to say about this movie. 
yeah, let's get into this movie. We start with a very spooky title sequence. Very scary. Ominous. Moody. Good adjectives. <laughs> As on the spot. It's all improv off the top of my head. I just got my notes here. Oh yeah, very spooky title sequence. So we start with Paul Walker. Lewis. This character's name is Lewis. So Lewis is talking on the phone with his friend, Ven- Venna. Venna. It's weird because I was watching Stranger Things. I keep messing up with Vecna, which is oh. a villain in Stranger Things. <laughs> very different. Uh, very different. But close. So Venna. Uh, so he's talking on the phone. His roommate's annoyed. I get it. I was, I was, you know, it's annoying. But yeah, so he's talking with his girl, but not really his girl. He's just his friend. And at the end, Venna wishes she had a car so she could take a road trip and make it an adventure. And at that point, Lewis jumps, saying he has a car, which he doesn't. <laughs> which which I, I just skipped to the end, because I don't remember anything else they said, really. I think he had a plane ticket home, and yeah, he yeah, sold yeah. the yeah. plane ticket just so that he could buy a car. Just wild. Yeah, so for the opportunity to pick her up, he forgoes the plane and goes. So he buys the car, he's on a road trip, you know, early 2000s road trip movies, let's go. And he stops, he's talking with his mom on the phone. And, oh, he tells her that he's driving instead of flying. And his mom tells him that his brother was arrested for being d- drunk. Alright, so now Lewis has to drive 200 miles out of his way to Salt Lake City to bail his brother out. I'd be so pissed. Who he hasn't seen in five years, we later find out. I'd be even more pissed. He doesn't seem bitter, though. Like, he seems to be, like... No, yeah, Louis. He seems to be kind of glad to see his brother after such a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. It's just the driving out of the way and that, that whole part. I'd be angry. But yeah. Yeah, Lewis is a good guy throughout this whole time. Even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, on his way there, he is stopped by a cop for speeding and because of a busted taillight. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, she goes. Hmm, <laughs> what could that? Could that? Yeah. Anyway, so he goes to the jail, reunited after five years. You see Steve Zahn. I was, I like Steve Zahn as an actor. I remember him from the Diary of Wimpy Kid movies. <laughs> yeah, that's where I remember him from. Uh, <laughs> Adorable. So, yeah. yeah, he's a cool actor. So yeah, they go off to get Venna. His brother's name's Fuller. Yeah, Lewis and Fuller, those are the brothers. And Fuller sees uh, Lewis and he's like, he's like, you're taller than me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So we got our two What did guys you think here, about, um, like, and, Miguel, you are uh, notorious for loving duos. What did you think of this duo? These guys are awesome. These guys are awesome. <laughs> they were They're cute. probably one of my favorites. We'll get to it later, but just the way they acted towards everything mm-hmm. was actually pretty funny. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It was, it was good. They drive, and then Fuller dissects Lewis and Venice's whole relationship and pretty much nails it and makes Lewis angry. And then they, he, Lewis <laughs> angrily swerves to the side of the road and is like, just shut up. He's like, okay. But Fuller pretty much nails the whole relationship. 
I really like how Fuller is, um, like, he's kind of like the family fuck-up. He gets arrested a lot for doing dumb stuff. But he, in a way, (laughs) is smarter. He's got a quick wit to him. I really liked that about him. He wasn't just a simple, dumb character. No, he's like, he's very believable. Even when he does dumb stuff, I was like, I get it. I get where he's coming from. And he does do one huge Mm. idiot thing later on. And then the premise of the whole movie, for some reason, Fuller, to make up for pissing off his brother, gets him a CB radio installed in his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Lewis and Venna talk on the phone a bit, not at the college. And then we see that Fuller installed a CB radio in the car for only 40 bucks, which is a steal, I imagine. I don't know how much they cost. Yeah, talked him down to 40 bucks. (laughs) That was good. That's like my dad. He talks <laughs> down every price for everything, which is good. But I, mm-hmm. I can never do that. I'm not confident enough. But that's fine. <laughs> I, and while well, they're driving, I put here they're pretty much trolling other people on the CB radio. Like you said, it, it made it reminded me of that too when I was watching these mm-hmm. like pre-internet chat rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just trolling. Yeah, yeah. Fuller pressures Lewis into talking into a girl voice. Candy Cane. Her name is Candy Cane. And then Candy Cane. <laughs> and Lu- mm-hmm. Fuller is Black Sheep. And Lewis is Mama's Boy. Mama's Boy. This is good names. Mm-hmm. Black Sheep, Candy Cane talk to each other to bait other people on the radio. And they bait another driver into asking about Candy Cane. Horny ass drivers. I get it. It's probably, you know, it's tough out there. Rusty. Rusty, rusty nail, nail on the rusty nail on the radio, calling in, asking, and then Candy Cane keeps talking to Rusty Nail, describing herself. Five ten, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm with Fuller on this one. She sounds pretty hot. Uh, get oh my god! Candy Cane keeps talking. <laughs> so she keeps talking to Rusty <laughs> Nail. Uh, I mean, just to be clear, this is Lewis doing Candy Cane's voice the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and, yeah. And even his brother, Fuller, who's yeah. the one who convinced him to do this and is egging him on, even Fuller is like, man, you sound hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good description. I was like, okay. And the voice isn't that bad, so I can imagine. Yeah, that. I like how he uh, didn't overplay the female voice. He just dropped yeah. his, his natural voice down, or... Like in a higher pitched voice, a little bit, and was convincing enough. Yeah, and you know, I mean, if you're horny too. enough, yeah, 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 and through the radio, so <laughs> it's believable. <laughs> I'd be my interest would be piqued if I heard that on the radio. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and so they keep talking, but they lose him. They lose Rusty Nail. What a name, Rusty Nail! Out of mm-hmm. Wow. And so yeah, so they lose Rusty. And then next thing I have is they go to a motel. Uh, mo- ho- I don't know why I said it like that. Hotel. Hotel, motel. They go to a Holiday Inn, and then there's a asshole there being an asshole. Like a Huge Karen guy. Boomer type. Karen yeah. Boomer, yeah. This is very uh, ahead of its time, this movie. This I mean, huge guy. <laughs> they've always existed, guy. but there was never really existed. like a name for them. <laughs> Until recent years, everybody's always been has always been trolling and has always been assholes. Yeah, been. since the dawn of time. So Fuller goes in, 
try to get a hotel room. There's this huge guy, which is just the way he's described the whole movie. <laughs> huge guy uh, there being an ass. Racist, yeah, he's being. Asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. To the guy at the. To the counter? clerk. The desk, the desk, desk, front desk. Yeah. At the front desk. He body checks Fuller on the way out. Did you see that? He totally body checked me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that line for some reason, just the way he says it. <laughs> so, yeah. So they get a room. He, Fuller, comes out to the car where Lewis is. They talk until I mean, Rusty comes back on the radio, right? Fuller comes up with the idea to invite Rusty over to the motel and send him to the huge asshole's room. Just to fuck with him, I guess. I don't know what he expected to happen. So Candy Kane asks Rusty to come on over. And we're just gonna have to see how this goes. I was like, oh my god. And yeah, as I said, before this scene ends, you can't, before it, like literally before it ends, they reused Fuller's body check line for some reason. They just reused it and just played it like super low. You can hear, it's like the exact same line. I know because I went back and heard it. I don't know why they used it again but um, huh. that was interesting huh. it's it the exact just the same delivery and everything and so yeah Lewis and Fuller are in the room and they talk about their childhood and then they hear Rusty now pulling into the hotel and prepare to see what's about to go down this is, this is getting intense I liked the sidebar I liked the camera cinematography this whole time in the room I, I don't know I just thought the way the camera moved was pretty cool yeah, so, I liked it too. Just the way it was shot. This scene was like, this, this is a good movie. I'm like, oh, I'm really into this. They hear Rusty now pulling in. And they hear him go up to the room. Knock on the door. Huge asshole guy opens it. And they just hear, oh no, they hear him, uh, Rusty say, are you black sheep? And we hear a, bu- a bunch of mumbling and rumbling and thumping and thudding. And sounds and sounds and then silence. And then Lewis is concerned about what happened. Fuller is just, he's probably, he's concerned too. He just does downplaying it. And then Lewis calls the front desk and tells him to check on room 17. And they hear the phone go off in the room. Somebody answer. And the front desk calls back and says that the person there said everything was fine. So. And at this point, Fuller locks the front door, which I thought was funny. <laughs> the way he, he slides the lock on the front door, he's like, see, everything see, everything was fine. Click. He's like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> like, not fully convinced. And yeah, I wrote, I wrote, yeah, I wrote here, I'm, getting, I'm really getting into this movie. I like this a lot. Just the way it's, it's, it's being done here. So next morning, we wake up bright and early, and we see Fuller is being questioned by the police. About an incident that happened. What could it have been? I guess. Yeah, so we find out <laughs> that the guy next door. I forget him. No, I got it. I wrote it down. Ellinghouse. I think Mr. Ellinghouse. Something like that. Okay, yeah. huge guy was the victim of I'm, the I'm incident. laughing because, like, in my notes, I put a little heart and I put Fuller imitates the gasping and dying sounds that they heard <laughs> <laughs> from, the, yeah. from the old man, asshole, Karen, boomer type. Yeah, and he kept doing it until he got it right. Yeah. He's like, hold on, man, <laughs> yeah. I didn't write that down, but yeah, I love that. I love Fuller. He's yeah. my MVP, even though he does it's something good. so dumb. But yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, Fuller is like, I love him. 
I love Steve Zahn because that's just the way he plays the character in all of the movies. He, I don't know. Yeah. It's something about his eyes. Yeah. His eyes widens up. And it's like the use of his eyes is really good. Mm. We need a Steve Zahn Frank Prince movie. Oh, that'd, oh, be, that'd cool. be good. That's copyright. I'm gonna write. Th- that's my movie. <laughs> I'm gonna make that. It's copyrighted. <laughs> don't steal it. Don't steal it. Oh yeah. So he does the sounds until he gets it right. And Lois walks up and... Uh, it's yeah. so weird because, uh, like, the whole time this is going down, like, the sounds they're overhearing, they assume that the the Karen guy, that old boomer dude, is the one who beat up mm-hmm. Rusty Nil. I guess to us viewers, it was obvious that the guy the guy with the creepy voice over the CB radio <laughs> was the bad guy. But it was the bad guy. <laughs> But for some reason, they thought the boomer was the one who did the beating up. Yeah. I mean, especially since like, the manager said that everything was fine. Like, the manager got a call from that room saying it was fine. So, I guess that's where their logic was. Especially after they have heard they heard choking sounds. It's like, yeah, come on, guys. Something, something happened. to us, it was uh, obvious. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It was like, all right, dude. So, yeah, we got from the police that... The huge guy is in a coma. He, he reveals that he got his jaw ripped clean ripped off. off. Ripped yeah. off. Nasty. Yeah. So they... they. I don't know about... I mean, if they're suspects, I guess you can take them to the hospital to check out yeah, the victim. I, that is weird, it's isn't like, it? I didn't, I didn't think about it at the time, but I yeah, questioned the... Um, yeah, it's just a weird sequence yeah. that went on there. Like, maybe this will jog your memory. and Just showing them that scene, and then... And then as, as we're going to get into it, the same thing the sheriff does with them. I'm like, seriously? That doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. plausible that would be. Because I know that police like to keep details hidden. So that, like, somebody who is potentially being questioned for, like, a criminal act won't know that the police already know certain details. So if they accidentally fess up and the details match, they know that guy's the criminal. So logically, it doesn't make sense that the police would uh, take them to the hospital, but whatever, whatever. It's fine. It was a cool scene. Yeah. It was a cool scene. Yeah. We got to see a guy with his jaw ripped off. Yeah. It looked really good. That was a really Mm. good effect. Yeah, it was realistic. Yeah, we see Fuller's bug eyes looking at this. (laughs) (laughs) This is his bugged out eyes. He's good at bug eyes. It was like his trademark, putting on, putting mm-hmm. on his IMDb. <laughs> also, logically, I'm like, how much, like, you gotta be a strong guy to rip somebody's jaw off. I kind of like that, though. Like, the yeah. not knowing whether it's, like, just a normal creepy dude or if it's, like, yeah. maybe a supernaturally creepy dude. I like that it's ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying yeah. I, I wouldn't suspect Fuller, like, as a smaller guy. Right. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. So yeah, it looked cool. It looked really cool for like a Halloween costume. If you could, somebody could figure out Halloween costume, how to get <laughs> jaw ripped off, that'd be pretty sick. I guess Lewis told the police about Rusty because next scene we hear uh, you have the sheriff just yelling at them about this what a dumb thing they did, and all they got is the handle, Rusty, Rusty nail, and the fact that I guess he drives a truck. That's not really a lot to go on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just. Pretty much tells them go fuck go fuck yourself, guys. Just get the hell out of here. Just get out of here. Uh, get out of my town. Which I also don't think is realistic. I think if you suspect somebody, they probably hold them for, especially if they have information. I mean, like you, you could contact them on the radio. They've had contact with the guy who did it. So um, yeah, that's whatever. That's a movie. That's fine. Uh, so they're <laughs> driving at night. 
and yeah, they're here resting now on the CB again. And Fuller pretty much asks him, "What? What's your deal, guy?" And Rust just really wants to see Candy Cane. <laughs> this is all he wants to do. It's all he mm-hmm. thinks about. Yeah, and then Lewis takes the radio and just he talks in the Candy Cane voice, and then goes into Lewis Man voice and tells Rusty that it was all a joke. And at this point, uh, Rusty asks them to apologize, and I think that's a pretty good deal. Just apologize, mm-hmm. and maybe it was going to be all over there. Lewis was cool with apologizing. If that all that was all that Rusty was asking for, but. Fuller takes the walkie, and the first thing he says is, "Listen, you sick fuck." <laughs> and then, and then at that point, at that point, I'm like, "Okay, th- that's this is the point where we're we're getting into it." I'm like, "Oh no, Fuller, why'd you do that? Come on, bro." Yeah, like if anything bad apologize. happens to them, it's all Fuller. <laughs> as soon as I heard that line, I'm like, "Oh god, this is bad." Rusty, yes, Rusty tells Black Sheep that he should get it fixed. Get what fixed? The tail light. The tail light. Uh, the tail light. And I'm like, oh no, that means he's behind them. Right behind them. <laughs> and I think, like, right before that, Stratton mentioned that there was like a light highlighting them, and it was just getting like brighter and brighter, which I didn't really catch until. Oh, like, I didn't catch huh. Until like the truck was right there. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Good and then they. It, yeah. Yeah. This movie. Is really well done, especially when you, it's like you see it's like two thousand one, and yeah. you see it's like a trucker killer movie. I'm like, okay, I can assume how this is. It was be like. it was co-written by uh, yeah. J J Abrams. Right. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Mm. yeah. What I really like about the whole movie is that it's almost timeless because they used o- older vehicles, you know, semi trucks, mm. so it doesn't really date itself that way. Yeah, I love that. There's yeah. no there's no jokes or anything to like uh mark what time this was filmed in or anything. Right, yeah. To date it. There is a little creepiness later on, but it's like I'll go we'll get to it, but or to me it was a bit creepy fuller doing stuff. But uh yeah, for a movie like you can just show somebody this today and it's it's really good. I really liked it. Like mm. especially for the time it was made. But yeah, it didn't do things I thought it was gonna do, like the cliches from like a killer movie of like two thousands. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so oh no, the guy's right behind him. Rusty <laughs> is on your ass, black sheep. <laughs> you would think if you bought a car, you would notice the taillight wouldn't wasn't working, but that's fine. But that's not all. <laughs> not only is Rusty behind them, they are quickly running out of gas, and the next station is seventy three miles away. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh god, how are they gonna get out of this? Mm, but good suspense. <laughs> yeah. Good suspense, yeah. The suspense is crazy. Yeah, so you look at the map. Maps. Trusty roadmap. They don't got Google Maps or something. They don't got Fuck. iPhone. Fuck. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was before <laughs> GPS and stuff, I guess. <laughs> oh, Jesus man. Christ. Two thousand one. You had to print that shit out and hope you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> map quests, bro. I've only heard of MapQuest. I've never experienced it. <laughs> but- <laughs> Miguel's the baby of the bunch. Yeah. Yo, I need I need my phone to get to like five miles from here, bro. I get lost easy without my phone. Oh, I do too. Uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, so running out of gas, seven, three miles away. Got the map. Fuller looks at it. 
quickly sees something. I put another station off the exit of the freeway. Didn't get mm-hmm. all the details. But I just know Fuller tells him, take the exit off the freeway, quick. And he does. And they seem to lose Rusty. Rusty is everywhere. But they think he lost him. <laughs> so yeah, they get to a gas station. They get quickly. Did you just notice how quickly they got to the gas station? Yeah. It was like two seconds. It was like right there. I was like, okay, that was quick. No sign of time passing, which I I, I really don't like that. You got to show me. It's like a pet peeve of mine. So Lewis enters the station. Nobody in there. Weirdly enough, he calls the sheriff department and Fuller is paranoid outside. I love paranoid Fuller. Mm. Just He's just looking everywhere. just checking everywhere. He sees a truck coming in. And this scene really reminds me of another movie called Jeepers Creepers. I don't know if you've seen Jeepers Creepers. Long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. We're probably going to do it at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like the exact same thing. Somebody inside talking on the phone, somebody outside looking out for their truck. Being paranoid, looking out for a truck, specifically a truck. And we see a nice truck pull into the station, and Fuller is straight up terrified. (laughs) He is horrifying (laughs) at the side of this truck. We see a guy come out. Fuller is trying to warn Lewis inside. We see a guy come out with a club, what can only be described as a club. I thought it was a baseball bat. But yeah. Later we see it's a, a club. Oh, I thought it was a baseball bat too. I, I wrote a baseball bat, but later he said a club, so I just okay. looked pretty creepy as well too. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a got a ponytail mustache with a club <laughs> baseball bat. No offense Combo. to people with ponytails and mustaches and baseball bats. No. <laughs> but if you're driving a you nice truck in the middle of the night and you're the only yeah, other you, person in a parking lot in a remote you area. Look pretty intimidating. Yeah. 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 You might look intimidating. <laughs> if I'm at night see see somebody like that, I'm like, that guy nobody would mess with him. Yeah. I wouldn't be super afraid of him. Because of the ponytail mustache combo, but I see the, but the baseball club, bat. I'm like, all right, he, I'm like, all right, he's not in the mood to talk to anybody. Obviously. Yeah, so that's fine. Which we will find out is totally different than what we're thinking. Mm. Mm. Subversions of expectations, right? I think that's what it's called. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a dude. Anyway, uh, oh yes, Ice Truck pulls into the station. Fuller is horrified, terrified, <laughs> aghast. He's Fuller tries to warn Lewis about the guy entering the station. Guy has a club back combo, which is pretty scary. Lewis sees Fuller signaling him. He's the guy. He's the guy. Come in. He's also horrified, terrified. He's like, oh god. And guy comes closer to him. Lewis is even more scared. He gets off the phone. He goes to pay for the gas. Oh, he was about to leave without paying, but the store clerk caught him. That's good employee caught him he pays for it and the guy gets up behind him this is also the guy's uh like body language doesn't help him a lot uh, you know it's like he, he like goes in goes directly where the lewis is comes mm-hmm. right behind him paying i'm like I'm like okay that that would be pretty creepy yeah and lewis comes out speed walking mm-hmm. walking running jogging and both, <laughs> I just love when they're paranoid. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Uh, they, get, they get in the car quickly, and they both drive off quickly. Ponytail guy comes running out too, <laughs> and they think they got away. <laughs> they think they get, they think they got away. There's one thing I need to mention. How come in almost every movie when they call the sheriff, they have to leave a message? 
<laughs> oh my god, for real, bro. It's <laughs> like you call nine one one, you don't expect a message box. Come on, bro. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that was real. I'd be so disappointed in like the state of our police force. Like, all right, I mean, I'm just gonna have to do this myself. Like, the cops ain't helping me on this one. Yeah, so they think they got away. But they're so they're they're so bad at running uh, at driving away from pursuers because yeah, they, like people they, just they catch s- up to them. I mean, they sped off and they just directly headed towards a dead end. For real. So, like, even as they see the guy, the ice truck guy, speeding after them, which is freaking them out, they can't do anything about it because they're headed towards a dead end. <laughs> and then. He catches up with them. Yes, yes, yes. This whole... I was about to say, they could have just turned around at any point. I'm guessing a car turns faster than a truck. A big truck like those, too. You can circle around them and just go back on the road. But that's fine. I've never been in a car chase, so I'm sure adrenaline and everything <laughs> clouds your mind and everything. So this is hindsight 2020. They get on the road and they almost run right into a truck head on. They manage to dodge that. And then they just speed off into a dead end area and then the ice guy ice guy ice truck guy yeah, catches up to him super quick like no problem everybody just catches up to him super quick they just keep driving 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 and then they stop at a dead end obviously because it's yeah, a dead trapped. end road what do you expect the guy comes up behind them and the truck he gets out and this whole time they just <laughs> are freaking out mm-hmm. i forget what they it's like guy comes up guy is screaming lewis the guy, the ice truck guy is screaming Lewis's name. And he's like, he said Lewis. He's like, he knows my name. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, no. Before that, before that, when they come to a stop and then the guy comes right behind them, first thing they do, lock the door <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. They both lock the door. At the, like, that's going to do something. <laughs> he's got a baseball bat. <laughs> like, yeah. I really thought maybe because it was the two of them and only one of him maybe fuller was gonna come up with like a dumb idea to jump mm-hmm. him that would have been even worse if they jumped him and then well, we'll see so yeah a guy comes up screaming well yelling lewis's name trying to get his attention lewis this freaks out lewis is even more <laughs> and then he comes up right to the car and then fuller's like we got we got a gun in here man with his he even points it with his fingers like a fake gun <laughs> not even trying to hide it and the guy comes up and says well, I got a MasterCard. <laughs> like, all the time, the guy just trying to give Lewis his card back because Lewis left it like an idiot at the gas station. <laughs> oh, God. This I, scene, I love this scene. I love it, too. So much. Can I tell you what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. It's like in uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Like, most of them were really scary, but occasionally there mm-hmm. would be scary stories that had funny endings to them and that's exactly what mm-hmm. that was giving me it was so good well it cracked me up because he's like he's like you scared shit out of this and he's like this is my mustache <laughs> that's right <laughs> my old lady said i need to shave yeah. my mustache <laughs> <laughs> and maybe don't carry that baseball like, bat everywhere <laughs> yeah he's like nah man it's the fucking club <laughs> that's where i think he's at the club that's why i changed from baseball bat to club it's like oh you mean it's for checking the pressure of the tires mm-hmm. it's like oh okay yeah. didn't know that tire thumper i love that he's concerned for them I'm like are you guys yeah. okay it was cute like, well then the, the fuller says that the line actually made me crack up but he's like i never felt like a bigger pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I got. Yeah, I feel that man. It was like, oh my god. It was good uh, comedic yeah. relief. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that scene. So that might be my favorite scene. I, I rewinded that scene from <laughs> him getting into the gas station to that part like five times. I love that. Just the way it was done, it was so good. It might be for me the funniest scene from all the movies we've watched. Honestly, <laughs> I think I'm gonna say that. Even even it's not even uh, it's supposed to be like a comedic movie, but it's uh, like comedic for like a comedic scene from any of the movies we watched. I think that's the top for me. I, don't know, I just loved it so much. Which is pretty cool for a scary movie to kind of give you a, a break. Let's take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not only because it was funny, but it was well done. It's yeah. like well done comedy. Like this would have this fits in like a comedy movie perfectly like and it also didn't feel out of place for what was going on for the characters in the movie like you like it makes sense for them to be as freaked out as they are and the situation they're in but yes so after that whole ordeal i love that they also laughed they were just laughing it off like just talking lewis comes up with the idea to call the cops again and tell them that Rusty isn't might be in the area because Fuller comes up uh, with uh, just out of his ass the the radius for the radius five miles. I don't know if that's right <laughs> or you know I don't know. I didn't fact check that, but mm-hmm. okay, uh, we'll just go with that five miles around. So he might still be in the area, obviously. And if Fuller starts to hear something, and then suddenly, like a thief in the night, we see, we see. We hear a Rusty's truck, and then we see it completely destroying, flying through the ice truck. I feel bad for the ice man. Ah, uh, me too. Yeah. We we bonded with him, didn't we? We liked him. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, those two seconds with him flying through his truck. <laughs> I did. I did go back and check. I was so glad it was the back of the truck and not like the whole front. So I'm assuming. Uh, I thought he was still alive. So. And you know, you never know he might come back. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, ice guy. We didn't see him die, but we see his back of his truck got completely destroyed. And we get another chase scene. There's, I think I'm good on chase scenes. This movie has a couple of them. I'm like, okay. You were um, done. <laughs> I think I've seen enough chase scenes in my life. I think I want to hang out with the ice guy a little bit more. <laughs> but okay, so we got to. I'm assuming it's Rusty now. I mean, who else could it be? Mm-hmm. Uh, his truck just completely destroy this guy. They freak out. This time for a real reason. And they go back in their car. And just drive. And they just drove right straight into the dead end, right? Like, just straight. They just drove straight. What What I've got is that, like, after the dead end, they're pursued by Rusty. And they hit a tree. Like, they drive furiously right. until they hit a tree. And that makes the car not be able to work. And we see uh, Rusty's truck come creeping straight tiptoeing up to their car and just start, like, crushing it on its side, which is horrible. <laughs> like, oh my god, that'd be horrible. Like, I love the suspense that is built there. Because yeah. he's doing it very slowly, like a trash compactor very or something. Slow. Just slowly crushing yeah. them between the truck and the yeah. tree. Horrible, horrible. Imagine horrible way to die. At this point, Fuller gets on the radio and it's like, Okay, I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a joke. It was just a prank, bro. It was just a prank. Oh, I had it here. I had it here, yes. You, 
you got it. Uh, I wrote here the original. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole, that was the whole excuse. Uh, yeah, Fuller is like, okay, sorry, bro. <laughs> you should have said sorry sooner. But mm-hmm. yes, now he wants to say sorry. Oh, I wrote here. Lewis's brand new car is getting fucked. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Your car is going. <laughs> it's been through it in like two days. Come on, bro. You gotta take care of it. Rusty says. Uh, Rusty says he was just playing too. Haha. Uh-huh. fools. Uh, and lets them go. <laughs> Creepily. Creepily lets them go. He just slowly backs out until the night engulfs him. That was a really cool way to end that scene, too. Yeah, I liked that. Because you're sort of. You still think that Rusty is crazy because he, he's ripped somebody's jaw off, and now he nearly killed yeah. these two. But as soon as they were telling him it was just a joke then he just slowly backs away saying oh haha, i was just joking too mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like okay <laughs> this guy was insane but at least he's not bothering us anymore yeah like it was weird but i liked it can't really get a handle of what he's going for like, yeah he's not very he's he's not one-dimensional as a villain mm-hmm. killer he's a killer but he's got like he's also feels very human like, he's yeah. got emotions it, he feels like a real a real guy with uh, mental issues yeah this is a mean word to say but like very pathetic most serial killers are very pathetic yeah as people yeah and this guy fits the bill on that you can imagine somebody like this existing yeah exactly so yeah so he just lets him go and the scene ends so next scene uh, next day and they are getting their car repaired, which, um, you know, it's fine. It's, it's You know, you got to get to the next scene. You don't have to explain how they got their car fit, like, from mm. the place they were to the car repair shop. It's fine. It's fine. I think it is worth saying, though, that Fuller, like, yanks out the CB radio and throws it out, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I like this line when they're getting their car fixed. It's like, uh, Lewis is like, they fixed the taillight. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the taillight fixed. I was like, okay. And yeah, we get a much more serious Fuller now. No more playing around after that ordeal. He's like more somber. We got Emo Fuller here. <laughs> emo Fuller. By the way, completely forgot at this point. Oh yeah, they're going to drive to get Venna. Completely forgot about her <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> I was like, uh, that plot point. So yeah, Fuller rips out the radio and just throws it on the side of the road. And then we get to our girl, Venna. Who I loved as a character. We're going to get into her as a character. So they pick up Venna. I wrote here 50 minutes in. And she's talking about going on adventures. <laughs> you have no idea. Was it? I was like, it was I, like, the boys oh, have had enough adventure. Yeah, I'm like, you don't even know. We see a bit of Venna's roommate, Charlotte. She's cute. Cute report with uh, Fuller. You know, they talk a bit. And then she leaves. So we skip that. Uh, Lewis and Venna... They go to where are they at? The next they scene, get to, they go to North Nebraska. Carolina. Nebraska. I don't know why I said North Carolina. <laughs> and Vina tells Lewis that it's the nicest thing anyone has ever done for her. Mm. And and I put mm. they nearly kiss, and then Fuller like <laughs> slowly wakes up from his nap and in the back seat and sits up and is sort of like in between them, and then he starts heckling them. Major signals, mm-hmm. Mom, bro. <laughs> Just go for it. Yeah, and before Fuller even said it, I was like, Lewis, this is where you kiss her. But he doesn't. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> they're in Nebraska. 
they get a hotel, they go into a bar, start drinking, they get drunky drunk. Vena is uh, accosted by an asshole. A bunch of assholes. Shots of, shots of tequila. Mm-hmm. Were they? I didn't even catch that. This is when Lewis confronts him, but he's paralyzed with fear. <sighs> Fuller walks up. And he goes along with what the the asshole is saying. Like, the asshole is like, keep your bitch in control or something like that. Fuller sort of goes Shit. along with it and says, like, yeah, bitch, what are you doing? And <laughs> normally I wouldn't, like, normally I wouldn't approve of this, but it seemed to be an effective method. So Fuller is actually able to get Venna away from the situation by going along with it and putting Venna down. So he pulls her away. And then it, I don't know, I don't know, like, what leads up to this, but my next note is, it looks like Fuller and Venna are about to kiss. And then I drew, like, a yeah. face cringing. Like, I drew a little face cringing alongside my note. <laughs> yeah, that's the part I, I was like, that's the point I was like, Fuller, come on, bro, don't do this. This yeah. movie doesn't need this. This movie doesn't, uh, that's what I was thinking in my head. This movie doesn't need this. Please don't make this a thing. Please don't make this a thing. Because then that would have ruined it for me. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, at the bar, he gets accosted. He kind of lets Lewis out to drag them. <laughs> he drags the, yeah, Venna out of there. And I like that Venna played along, too. As mm-hmm. she was like, dragged out. It's like, okay. And Lewis just was like, gentlemen. And he's like, he just walks out. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck those guys, bro. I got four brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. So if you're messing with my sister, you got five guys to deal with. Aww. So that's not that's not that's not a good that's not good for you, bro. Doesn't, yeah. Fuck you guys. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So Fuller and Venna, this this thing. There's like some romantic tension there, I guess. Mm-hmm. You could call it, I guess. I don't know. They're drunk. This is another well, thing. Venna's drunk, which is also a thing. I've got some insight on this scene too, which mm-hmm. I don't know if we should talk about now or later in the movie. I mean, like, later in the record. It is re- uh, related, though. Is it, like, does it, re- like, reveal anything else? Or is it just specifically it, the scene? No, no, no. It's not a reveal. It's it's about, it gives more context to the scene. So, like, we we already know that there's, like, a little bit of romantic tension between Vena and Lewis, Like, their childhood friends and whatnot. They almost kiss. Uh, and then in this scene, when Fuller sort of comes to her rescue, and then they almost kiss... Apparently, there were, like, ten deleted scenes, and a bunch of them were scenes where, I think, if I remember reading correctly, she sleeps with each of them. Oh, no. Yeah, so that was cut out of the movie, but she likes both of them, it seems like. So that's why there's that weird flip-flop between romance uh, with Venna and these two brothers. Yeah, that would... I'm glad that was cut out. Yeah, yeah, I too. agree. Yeah. Serve no purpose. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's, ex- that's what I was screaming in my head. Please don't go that- down this route. You've been so good up until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote here, is Fuller really trying to steal Venom from Lewis? I mean, come on, bro. Why does this have to be a thing? I know, such an uh, asshole move. Yeah, especially from this whole time, I liked Fuller. Mm-hmm. Up in- yeah, so I was like... It does make him a complex character, though, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Lewis comes up, sees this, and I guess he's just like, okay, he doesn't question it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Venna goes into her uh, into her room. Lewis and Fuller go into their rooms. Uh, Lewis just 
plops on the bed and immediately falls asleep. I get mm. that. I understand that, bro. It's just one of those days. And then Fuller <laughs> is like choosing <laughs> some porn <laughs> to watch, I guess, was it? Which is so weird. <laughs> like, like he, yeah. he's talking about like what kind of porn he wants to watch with his brother. Like, what are you in the mood for, right? Mm, yeah, like- never... <laughs> That's never happened to me and my brothers. That's, that's I've never, I've never heard of two brothers watching porn at the same time. That's weird. That's very very private. Yeah. No, no, I can't co-sign this as brothers. That's having a bunch of brothers. I've never, never done that with any of them. So, so yeah, that that ain't a thing. And I like he said, "Do you want a storyline or just a bunch of scenes?" It's like, which is a thing to think about, honestly. If uh, just in whatever mood you're in, but maybe not you know, with sometimes. your brothers. No, not not with your brother. Yeah. <laughs> Who's paying for that bill, anyways? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would be pissed. Who's gonna pay for the bill? You gonna split it? All right, you go, you go, you go. What happened next? Because I'm 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 lost. Oh, okay. So then, while Fuller goes to Vinna's room to see if she wants a drink, he he says that he is a licensed bartender. I found that dubious. Sounds like a line that you would just give to get into a girl's pants, but whatever. He goes to Vinna's room, and she lets him in. She seems not interested in anything physical, but she still lets him in. Uh, In the meantime, Louis is asleep in the bed until a phone call wakes him, and it's Rusty, and he says, You know, I thought you said there was no girl. So, Louis freaks the fuck out. <laughs> and he goes to Vinna's room. And then the three of them freak the fuck out. I mean, you sound dead on exactly like Rusty Nail. Rusty, yeah. That was, That's because that was, I yeah, am Ru- Rusty that Nail. A, that was a scary, you know. Thanks, Candy Cane. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Uh, That's fine. Candy Cane <laughs> ain't a bad name. Honestly, but that's fine. <laughs> anyway, another thing Fuller did, which is kind of before he goes to her room, he's talking to a sleeping Lewis. That oh yeah, he's like yeah, it's like come on, bro, just being an asshole. It's like he's telling a sleeping Lewis to tell him if he and Venna are more than friends, because if they are, he'll back off. But but if they aren't, there's no harm, no foul. But obviously, because Lewis is asleep, he ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. But Fuller just takes advantage of that and then goes to Venna's room. And at this point, I'm like, okay, what's Fuller going to do here? Please don't do something that's going to make me hate you, Fuller. Like, oh, God, he's creeping. He's being mm-hmm. creepy. here. And yeah, yeah Lewis gets uh, spoken up by the phone call. It's Rusty. We heard uh, Lindsay with her rendition of Rusty, what he said. Um, yeah, Lewis springs into action. Like an action star, and tells uh, Fuller and Venna, and he also agrees with Rusty that it's, it's pretty questionable what Fuller was doing with Venna. Mm-hmm. He's like, "That's a pretty good question." Yeah. By the way, and Venna this whole time is like, "What's going on?" I love. She has I love no this idea whole... what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Venna here because she's just like, no idea. <laughs> I love this. And then, uh, yeah, they uh, they run out. And then they drive. And then they're driving. And then uh, Fuller, on the side of the road, sees signs on the road. On the side of the road. Can I just say real quick, 
Um, I didn't make a note of this. It's just something that occurred to me now as we were speaking. But I think it sort of goes back to us not knowing, like, is Rusty Nell just a normal creepy dude or is he a supernatural creepy dude? Because at this point, they've already gotten rid of the CB radio. There's no way Rusty Nell would have known all of this and known to call them at this hotel room number and all this stuff unless he was just stalking the stalking them the whole time but they would have noticed him already like there's a lot of unanswered questions about how he knew to how he knew what was going on with them right this moment and also which room number to call on all this stuff but i like that ambiguity that's all yeah i mean as a truck driver he probably knows every road ever he's probably driven around this area but they were also like another state nebraska right yeah yeah at this point they're in another another state so yeah and they would have they would have seen his truck like i feel like if if i were them i would be paranoid of any truck that went by me so i would for sure recognize uh rusty's Mm. truck yeah especially them yeah they're just (laughs) scared of everything even ice trucks (laughs) <laughs> you were uh, Oops, sorry, sorry. You were about to talk about the signs. Yes, very elaborate signs. Well, there's these signs on the road. There are spray painted, uh, telling them to look in the trunk, the the trunk of the car, which I agree with. Vena is pretty elaborate. That's mm-hmm. the most. What you know, that's a lot of time to do that. You and then Lewis isn't even convinced that the signs are like directed towards them until like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, until it says his name right there, Lewis. Yeah, oh, until the, the very the, last uh, sign has Lewis on it. <laughs> yeah, which is another thing. He knows their names, mm. which is weird, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of... Well, there is there is a reason for like... that, but um, that'll be revealed is soon. It? Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, well, I think I missed that. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me here. Don't uh, worry, I'll jump so, in. Yeah, elaborate signs on the road, spray-painted. Fuller stops. They go to the back of the trunk, but <laughs> before they open it, he and Lewis start freaking out about what could be in the trunk. <laughs> could it be a head, a head, Which body, I, I can't a bomb. Blame them. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's in the trunk. He's in the trunk. He's like, I love that. I just love the way they deliver the lines. It's Rusty himself. He's in the trunk, and I love that Venna is the only one not freaking out because she has no idea what's, mm-hmm. what's going on. And also, that was her line. Her line, he's like, that's pretty elaborate, the signs. He's like, she's <laughs> judging him. <laughs> and she's the one who opens the door. She takes the keys. He's like, all right, I'll just let me do this. She opens the trunk. And what is inside? It's a CB radio. It's the one that Fuller threw out. Ooh, it's very creepy. But Venna just wants to know why she's supposed to be scared of a radio. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they're like freaked out they're like oh my god they continue driving just listening to the radio some tunes just uh and then be- uh, before long rusty is on the radio gets in their signal he's on the radio i guess they put the cb radio and, back in huh i mean at that point what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> just uh very creepy yeah. they just, they just put it in put it in just listen so, yep just listen don't talk to them which they don't follow their own rules, but that's fine. Uh, he knows Lewis and Venna's name, and then he explains to them how a body can't be identified. Which is a whole thing. I don't think you wrote it, but I don't know. I wrote it. Do you it. remember any? 
Oh, yeah, you did? Okay. Um, there we go. So he talks cool. about how they keep corpses identified by putting or unidentified by which which is dubious. Like this is coming from Rusty, so I don't know like what the <laughs> the validity of this is or anything. But you put jaws and fingers in a jar, and at that point, it's clear to all of them that he has Charlotte. And this is this is the point I was insinuating earlier that that's why he knows their names because oh, he most likely got them from Charlotte. That's smart. I didn't even put that together. Oh yeah, she has all their information. She knows where they're going to go. She to. knows their names. Yeah. Yeah, and that they were going to. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I completely didn't even catch that. Yeah, Charlotte's just used as a. <laughs> It kind of sucks. <laughs> her character is just, you see her for like two seconds and then she's the <laughs> hostage for the rest of the movie. Oh, well. It's a smart way to introduce yes. her, though, because like otherwise it would just mm-hmm. be like a throwaway scene, but she actually served a purpose in this. Mm-hmm. They'd have no reason to listen to what he tells them to do if he didn't have anything on them, really. Mm. So, you know, so that's smart. So, yeah. So, Rusty pretty much has them, them the group, our squad here. In the palm of his hand. And he he wants them to go to a specific parking lot. I forgot the name. Specific uh, parking lot. And tells them to not call the police. Because it would be bad for Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah, it would be bad for Charlotte. What a, <laughs> what a, what a, what a, what a fucked situation I wrote here. That's messed up. Yeah. Next scene. They are at the truck stop. And Rusty comes on the radio. And he tells Fuller and Lewis to go into the diner and order six cheeseburgers each, which is a lot. It's a very specific number, but they they're supposed to do this naked, or as uh, as Fuller says, dicks hanging. <laughs> go in, we're going to go in dicks hanging, which I'm going to use from now on. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like how Lewis went full in. I mean, he's totally naked from head to toe, and Fuller still had his boots on. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah man. It's probably hot that. asphalt there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get my feet burned. <laughs> yeah, so you got to order six burgers each. Uh, six, yeah, six burgers each. Cheeseburgers, specifically. Naked. And Venna just stays put. She's just, they don't want her to be naked also. Well, I think he told dudes. her to stay in the yeah. car. Mm-hmm. Just stay yeah. put. Just stay put. You know, you ain't got to do nothing here. Yeah. So they do it. They're they're naked. You get to see uh Paul Walker's and um I'm Steve totally Zahn. blanking out. Steve Zahn's booties, which is you know cool if you're into that. And you just walk in. And yeah, very. This is a very intense scene actually with the cutting back and forth and Rusty's narration. So Venice talking with Rusty, and she says she is sorry about what they did and then Rusty's like oh it's a bit too late for that and there's like uh, tears silently yeah. like streaming down her face like it's a it's a pretty moving scene mm-hmm. yeah this is this is not a funny scene even with two guys being naked this is actually <laughs> very intense and like so we got Rusty describing what it's like to be humiliated and to be the punchline of a joke what and is? she seems sympathetic towards him yeah you kind of are which is dude all he wanted was an apology you should just yeah. apologize sooner bro <laughs> Rusty says in order to save Charlotte they have to do what he says but we don't get to hear what he says it's just uh, cuts back to Lewis and Fuller inside and everybody's watching him I like that <laughs> they go inside two women are just like good with it it's like alright this is cool 
They just like sort said, of like look that, down briefly and smile. Yeah. Like, can you but they're covering this up, shit? so it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're covering their friends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're friends. So we just get to see their butts. The backsides. <laughs> you know. It's just a nice change from seeing like gratuitous like sex scenes yeah. that focus on yeah. women to seeing like yeah. two guys like being naked for the purpose of this comedic scene or yeah. at least partially comedic yeah. scene. I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah, I mean it's supposed to be humiliating for them, but Yeah. The reaction of the diner and people around them was like <laughs> Okay, uh, like it was not as intense as I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to be like thrown out of there. Like there was called, more intensity the in the parking them. lot with like families yeah. assuring their small children to get in the cars. Like, okay, let's go home. Let's yeah. go home. Yeah, in car kicker. Well, Once even the inside, was like, he's like, no, guys, you know, you're just here doing a, a college or a fraternity prank or something. Was very chill about it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, if it wasn't my diner, I thought it would be pretty funny. He's like. <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, so, and then Venna honks the horn, and then Lewis and Fuller run out of there. And, yeah, it was very intense with the, like I said, with the cutting back and forth from the them going inside and her talking to Rusty and the music and the mood and him, like, talking about being humiliated and everything. Like, it was, it was well shot, well done. Yeah, it was a pretty good scene. They drive, they drive, they're out of there, they drive, they got their clothes back on, sadly. They drive, it's nighttime. Rusty tells them to stop. Rusty's back on the radio. Rusty's the worst, like, radio podcast to listen to at night. So you, you gotta change the channel. Rusty tells him to stop and walk 100 feet in front of the car for a surprise. What could it be? So Rusty tells them they're supposed to walk 100 feet to get something that they want. Uh, I, w- I wrote, Charlotte? Question mark. They barely start mm. walking when Rusty charges at them. And even right. pursues them through a cornfield. I also wrote a note. Rusty should really get back to work at some point. <laughs> He's going to get fired. They manage to lose him a little bit. But in the process, they all three of them get separated mm. from each other. Of course. Rusty. Oh, yeah, of course, obviously. You got Lewis and Venna right in front of like one file line following each other. But as soon as Rusty comes in, one goes to the other side, one goes to another side. I'm like, come on, bro. You could have gone to the same side. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, they all get separated. Rusty comes out and uh, starts playing some music, some slow jams. Starts playing some music. Yeah, we get we got a bunch of cuts from each of their point of view. We got Venna trying to find Lewis. Uh, Lewis trying to find Venna. Fuller not doing much. He's just doing his own thing there. And then we see Venna get abducted. By yeah. Abducted, kidnapped, taken. <laughs> a bunch of other words you can use. <laughs> I don't know. I just I remember those three. Uh, by Rusty, you can assume. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's safe to assume that Rusty yeah, is the one yeah, who took Rusty. her. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Rusty. Who else? And then Rusty gets in his uh, truck and drives off. Yeah, so Fuller and uh, Lewis find each other and start blaming each other for Venna <laughs> getting kidnapped. Which you guys, so come on, bro, don't, don't, don't do this. <clears throat> they hear uh, Venna start screaming from somewhere. They run to this noise and see it's on the CB radio because obviously she was taken by Rusty. Lewis is on the radio, and Rusty tells them to in order to get uh, Venna back, they have to go to a hotel. 
the same setup from before. Go to a hotel room 17, was it? But, yeah. Yeah. And, but he doesn't yeah, yeah. tell them and, which hotel it is. But then Fuller notices, well, I mean, well, first, the car is on fire. Well, this is happening. <laughs> they run to a car on fire. I forgot to mention that. Uh, and Fuller notices it that the, there's gas leaking. And it's probably going to explode because, you know, cars on fire in movies means it's going to explode. So Fuller is just trying to get Lewis out of there. And Lewis, in the just split second, just right before they manage to run away, before it explodes. But it's like immediate. <laughs> like they run and then it explodes <laughs> immediately. But they're fine. That's good. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah, so no car. They just got to run to their destination. I guess they see a sign that says seven miles left. Okay, that's not bad. I guess they ran a lot, but yeah. And then they see a parking lot with a bunch of trucks, cars in it. Fuller comes up with the idea to <laughs> steal a truck, which he says he's done that before. Which I believe that's that's one thing I believe he he's telling the truth of. So yeah, so Fuller stealing it. Lewis is on the lookout. A drunk guy comes out of the bar, sees him. He's like, "What's up?" Lewis is like, fine, just the truck won't start. We get a bit of words of wisdom. In any case, you find yourself with your truck not working from a drunk guy. He says, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta turn it off all the way and then turn it back on. You gotta let it settle for two seconds. And then Fuller, uh, Fuller is able to make the truck start. And he's like, see, I told you. So thank you, drunk guy, for your help. They take the truck and as they're going, driving off we see the actual truck owner's car a uh, truck owner come out of the bar and he's like that's my truck <laughs> and yeah a little <laughs> so yeah I, I like the scene i like mm-hmm. the drunk guy who's like trying to help so yeah they're off so we see in the hotel room we cut to the hotel room rusty taping venna up to a chair he's up to something uh so yeah they try to find the motel where rusty and venna are at but rusty didn't say which and then we get back to the Room, Rusty is concocting a saw-level trap here where we see throughout his process where it seems that if they open the door, Venna will be shot in the face with a shotgun. This is how he set up the room. So don't open the door. But they still having trouble finding the room it's in. They go to a bunch of different hotels, a bunch of different guys uh, knocking on doors, Venna. That ain't it. Uh, was the last one they went to, was the last door they knocked were, were those, those cops that opened the room? They're Marines. Marines? Oh, okay. I thought it were cops. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's ironic. I was like, <laughs> they, they have cops there and they won't ask them for help. <laughs> yeah, Actually, the the one Marine who had had the line is uh, Jay Hernandez. Who's, who's that? Hostel. Oh, oh cool. That's, yes, yes, yes. He's in Hostel. Yes, yes, yes. No, yeah, now, now, you, now that you said it, I, I connected his face there. I was like, I, I, I didn't recognize him. Obviously, the last hotel they try is the one they're in. That's just good storytelling. So yeah, Lewis and Fuller knock on the door. The suspense here was <clears throat> tremendous. And it's like, <laughs> they knock on the door. We see Venna is trying to scream as much as he can, trying to prevent from what's going to happen from happening. They knock on it. They jiggle the knob. It's open. They turn the knob. They open the door. And nothing happens. Nobody's in the room. Mm. Which is like such a good reveal. The way they did Because I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh my god. How are they going to get out of this? No. It's not in there. It's not in that room. So she is in room 17. So they got a call. 
from Rusty. Uh, at this point, okay, they're in. Uh, they're in. She's in the next room. She's in room eighteen, right? That's the room. Or was it nineteen? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Room eighteen. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. That's a kill. Z Rusty thought this out because mm-hmm. he wanted them to experience exactly what he experienced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like just hearing from the side of the other room. It's like, wow, bro. He ain't stupid. He isn't a dumb one. Well, at least in setting up evil traps and killing people. So she's in the next room. Lewis tells Fuller to go see if he can see through the next room, see if there's any other way in. He tries to look through the window. It doesn't work. He runs around the building trying to find a way in. Venna this whole time... She isn't just being a hostage. She's really trying to free herself from the restraints, which I appreciate them showing her trying to get out of it mm-hmm. herself. It's like, you know, she's doing stuff. She's trying to, but it just isn't working because Rusty tied her up. Like, it didn't work very well, I guess. Uh, yeah. So Fuller, at this point, finds a back window through the back side of the building. And then Rusty immediately just drags him through <laughs> the window. Rusty's a big dude. He just ragdolls him through the window and yeah so lewis at this point is in front of the room 18 rusty has his hand over fuller's mouth uh, fuller sees the trap understands what's gonna happen mm-hmm. figures it out really quickly and fuller is fighting back fighting back fighting back he's able to fight back is able to warn lewis to not open the door lewis stops opening the door fuller fighting back falls backwards Ouch. You immediately knew something was wrong here. Yeah. Fuller falls backwards. We see. We hear a squelch. Skin ripping. And Fuller looks Good down. Good sound effect. Lands on a spike through his leg. Which is ironic because before, the first time you try to get a hotel room, he parks in a handicapped spot, remember? And he's like, uh, it's yeah. okay. I'll just, I'll just limp a little bit. <laughs> he's limping with his leg. Oh, nice. So, and it all comes full circle now. He he's actually has a leg injury now. He's got a spike through his leg. I thought that was cool. He tries to get up, but Rusty pushes him back down so that he's uh, still impelled by that rusty pipe or whatever. <sighs> I hated that so much. I was like, oh god. Ooh, I, hate I don't know if the pipe was oh, yeah, rusty. Right? I just kept making that association of rusty nail pipe <laughs> through Fuller's leg. Rusty pipe. Yeah. Yeah, you can assume. Lewis goes around the building. And finds Fuller hanging <laughs> with a pipe through his leg. It's like hanging thought, on a fence, yeah. Uh, yeah, hanging yeah. on a fence <laughs> with a pipe through his leg. I'm like, I just glad he, he didn't like hang him through his chest or neck or mm-hmm. something. Okay, Fuller's still alive. Okay, good. Yeah, he's still alive. He's hanging, hanging out. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens here. There's a lot of cutting back and forth between all of these our, our players here. So uh, the cops arrive at this moment, see a dead body at reception. They start busting down every room door. At this point, Rusty gets back in his truck, goes driving away. Lewis is with Fuller. Ven is still in the room trying to get out of her situation. She's the most messed up right now. So we got four things happening once. We got cops keep busting down the doors each room. Ven is uh, hearing this happen, trying to get out. She can't. Lewis is with uh, Fuller trying to get the spike out of him. Fuller sees. Rusty in his truck, pointing the truck right to the hotel room. Lewis tries helping Fuller. Fuller tells Lewis to help Venna instead. Okay, good. Lewis is in the room with Venna. Tries to get her out of her situation. Can't find a way quickly enough. Cobb's still busting down doors. 
Rusty preparing what seems to charge at the hotel. Fuller is saying this. Uh, Lewis and Mena hear the cops busting, busting, busting doors. They get to her door and just bust through her door. Shotgun shoots. Everybody hears this. And we see Lewis was able to, I guess... Knock Vena over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knock Vena over, push her out of the way, because he can get her out of restraints at once. This looks super bad for Lewis. Mm-hmm. The cops look in. They see a dude on the ground with a gun going off with a tied-up girl. Not a good look. Fuller just has his eyes on the truck. <laughs> Rusty's truck starts going straight at the hotel. Yeah, Lewis, at this point, has his hands up with the cops. Cops just telling Lewis not to move. Trying to help Venna get out of her restraints, Lewis just just straight up runs away. He's like, okay, <laughs> like he says, "Don't shoot, don't shoot!" As he's trying to go away from the cops, <laughs> he's like, "Okay, okay." They they didn't, I guess. Did they shoot at him? I don't think they did. No, I don't think so. No, no, good. Okay, okay, good cops, I guess. I guess and shoot at a fleeing suspect. I guess uh, Lewis goes back to uh, Fuller, tries to help him. The cops come out. You got two suspects now, Fuller and Rusty, on the ground. At this point, the truck starts charging. Lewis and Rusty is like, shoot at the truck, shoot at the truck. <laughs> they shoot at the truck. <laughs> that doesn't do much. So Lewis and Fuller are able to get out of the way. The truck plows through the building. Venna runs. And Venna and some cups run out of the room. Okay. A lot of stuff happened there. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we, we got through it, though. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. So at this point, the truck demolished those rooms, like the building, that side of the building. Venna is safe. Lewis and Fuller are safe. Our main guys are safe. Except for Fuller's leg injury, but that's fine. So yes, the cops' attention are at the truck, which is where it should be. Uh, They open the truck door, and we see a bloodied driver, which we can assume is Rusty. At this point, it seems he's dead. He's bloodied up. Guy driving is dead. Our driver seems to be dead. In the back of the truck, the cops look. And it's Charlotte, so she's alive. Pretty much. Yay, pretty much. (laughs) All of our main people are safe and alive, which is uncommon for you'd you'd expect for at least one of them to bite the dust, but nobody did at this point, so yay. The only one dead seems to be the bad guy, the driver. Alright, nice. So, So, yes, time passes. Lewis asks the police if they figure out who it was, who Rusty was, who, who whoever did everything was. And the police says it was just some trucker named Jones who worked for an ice company. Uh-oh. <laughs> Does that mean ice company? They look at each other. Ice company. Wait a minute. Then, and they were in the back of an ambulance, right? Yes. So, so we hear Rusty on the CB radio again. Uh-oh. Saying there's a storm coming, saying that he likes the storm. Did you write this down? I'd like to, or do you remember what he says here? Because if you did, no, but that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fine. That'd yeah. be cool yeah. to end it on you. That's fine. It's fine. He says saying that he likes, he likes the, the storm. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Because, oh, sorry. Because it keeps everyone inside. It washes everything clean. Washes everything clean. It washes everything clean. <laughs> Uh-oh, dun-dun-dun, Rusty is still alive. The end. That's where the movie ends. So, there was a point when uh, Charlotte was sitting there in the back of an ambulance after they pulled her out of the back of a truck from being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And supposedly her best friend or whatever 
Vina walks over and just kind of like checks on her and just leaves her. I was like, seriously? <laughs> she just went through some trauma. No. <laughs> peace out. I, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, was like, so. I didn't either. Yeah, Charlotte's is just there. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, it was like poor That's Charlotte. Fine. She was just, like, yeah. she was used and abused. I mean, if we're if we're talking about like things that we find implausible about how we would react in a certain situation, I feel like after Rusty wedges them between his truck and a tree, and the guys just go on their merry way, like they didn't call the police at that point. They just sort of like forgot about the whole Rusty situation and just continued to live their life yeah. for a while. Which, I mean, it's it's whatever. They're dumb, like, young men, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, they've dealt with the police so much. And they every time they've tried, it hasn't worked. And, they, I mean, they just let, it rest, they just let them get go away, I guess. So it was like, no harm, no foul. I mean, fucked I up, though, because Rusty had still, like, ripped yeah. off somebody's jaw. And tried to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just it's been through so much. I think you know. I mean, don't have to deal with they're, they're, they're young, fine. young men just trying to live their lives, yeah. whatever, whatever, trying to get laid, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I like to know how they move the car to the car repair, but it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. That's fine. It's a lot. You know, it's it's not needed. Like I, I won't get into like my review right now, but. Compared to other movies where I do feel like things need to be nitpicked for things to make sense, for this one, I, I didn't mind those points, really. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't much to nitpick about, and even if there was, it's like, whatever. It's It worked. Yeah. That's how I felt. The scenes were really entertaining. Anything that might not have made sense, I didn't really care about. I was like, I just wanted... <laughs> I liked it enough to not care about anything that, yeah. you know... Any questions left unanswered? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Just just get to the next good scene. Maybe there's like a ratio of like, if there is like 60% questionable scenes where logically it doesn't make sense that it's enough to make you like raise your eyebrows, like, and it, it, and it affects your like judgment of the whole film. But with this one, it was like very minor how many scenes there were that were questionable. Like very minor. We're ve- we're nitpicking a lot right here. So with that said, I feel like it was I was very forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to do the any any extra info or is like uh? Oh, I was just gonna say like in addition to those scenes that were cut out before, there were also like several alternate endings which was weird to me because it's like they literally threw out every possible alternate ending they could including like the killer like coming away alive or dying like there was one where the killer died like they they literally made all the alternate endings they possibly could it sounded like i don't know why unless they just wanted to see which one like worked the best See which one work best with the test audience, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened. So if you have the DVD, not only do you get to see like a bunch of deleted scenes, including Vina having sex with each of the brothers, I think there's also like a bunch of alternate endings. Interesting. I like this ending. Yeah, I, I do you, too. But... Is it on Blu-ray yet? Oh, I don't know. I mean, this was made in 2001, so I'd hope that they would have gotten... Onto that since then. 
I was going to say there are sequels, but they're probably not good. I imagine they don't have Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Mm, mm-hmm. What's the point? Well, do we uh, want to get into our reviews? I think so. Who wants to kick it off? I'm still thinking about mine if uh, one of you wants to go first. Still thinking about it? Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and go. <laughs> so, this movie came out 20 years ago. And it's really not dated. So, if you want to check it out, I mean, maybe some of the clothes are a little dated. But, I mean, I use older vehicles, you know, and semi-trucks. And they don't go for the cliche jokes that you heard in the early 2000s. You know, like the gay jokes, like we heard before stuff like that which is good there's like one racist interaction but it's like from a bad guy yeah like we were saying earlier it it plays for today too i mean people act like that now but more bold to act like that now too as well so it, it's a pretty timeless movie i enjoyed it it was a fun watch i didn't feel like i was struggling through it like i do sometimes on our on movies we, we watch and of course you know uh, kind of partial to Paul Walker you know I always liked him as an actor and the way he acts which you know I've always enjoyed his acting that way so that being said and Steve's on you know he's in that Fran Krantz category kind of sort of you know good character actor I mean, he may play the same guy in every movie but I mean that's him and he works so I would say it's a very suspenseful movie. It, you know, it keeps you going. And it does has it has some breaks in there. You can take a breath and maybe laugh a little bit and feel like the characters do. And so, that being said, I would recommend it. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. I'm not sure about the remakes, but you should definitely see this one. And I would give it six Paul Walker and Steve Zahn booties out of ten. <laughs> Like and there you go. So, I really like this movie more than I thought it was uh, was gonna like it because of the just everything about it. I'm like, okay, it's an early 2000s sl- slasher. It's called Joyride. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god, like, oh, is this what's gonna happen here? But yeah, like you said, it it didn't do a lot of stuff that those kind of movies did at that time. And the closest was. Like that almost love thing between the brothers and the girl, which I was like, okay, thank God they cut that because that was really not needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, but yeah, from the acting, like I said, Paul Walker and Steve's, like, it's like so good. <laughs> Just their interactions between each other, like everybody was so good, and the movie's so good, it's so good. That's all I can say. It's really, good. it's very entertaining. Like, like I could show this to other people and they probably like it too it, it does have the same vibe as a jeepers creepers we're gonna have to watch jeeper creepers someday and maybe you'll get the vibe as well I'm mm-hmm. that, but it's it's very it's different but it still feels it's a i mean it's 2000 maybe it's got paul walker in it like <laughs> but uh i don't know i don't know what i'm saying yeah I, I really liked it i'm just gonna give it a rating now um let me give it seven out of ten 7 out of 10, 7 out of 10 guys with ponytails and mustaches <laughs> and clubs and uh, that look scary but turn out to be cool guys. There you go. Oh, off to you, Lindsay. Okay. Uh, Aaron, real quick, what, what number did you give it? 
A six. Six. Miguel, what did you give your? You literally just said it, but I've already forgotten because I'm a goldfish. Uh, a seven. Seven. A, a seven out of ten. Interesting. So this was my movie pick, but I purely went with it out of blind faith. It was recommended to me. And this movie was way better than I expected it to be. Sort of as Miguel said, I expected it to be sort of stereotypical slasher vibe. And that may have been purely because I didn't really do any reading up on it. I just looked at the movie poster and got that vibe. I had never seen anything with Paul Walker in it, but I had seen a few things with the guy that plays his brother. I was pleasantly surprised at uh, how he was able to play sort of a scumbag douchey but funny guy. He was still likable in spite of all that. The movie had a good balance of suspense and comedy, and I really dug the comedy. Like, all the writing was really good, the jokes were good, but the film itself was really artful. Like, I didn't mention it when we were discussing the film or dismembering it, but I really enjoyed whenever we were at a scene with a motel, there was always a red light, just adding suspense to the setting. And there was just a lot of nice little detail like that. It was just overall a really good experience. I think last night I was going to give it a little bit, I feel like I'm giving it a fair rating for some reason that I would have last night. And I don't know why, but I, I'd say I'd give it 8 out of 10 cheeseburgers. Yeah, 8 out of 10 cheeseburgers. No, 7.5. 7.58. <laughs> S- I don't know how I feel. 7.5 out of 8. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to it. <laughs> there you go. Seven cheeseburgers and one hamburger. <laughs> no fries. <laughs> very com- That's very complicated. <laughs> I like it. Thank you for listening to the Stories to Dismember podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at stories to dismember at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at Stories to Dismember. The music for Stories to Dismember is provided by Winfeather, and episodes are edited by Stratton Meyer. We can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye. I was going to say the original title for the movie was going to be Squelch. Really? So squelch? Yeah. <laughs> Which is Isn't that the sound you made? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> when when uh That's Fuller's cool. leg got impelled by the the pipe or whatever. What a weird name. Yeah. Didn't really it wouldn't have really fit. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe they mess- they got the wrong word. Maybe they wanted screech or like tire screeching, but they, they thought it was squelch. <laughs> or maybe squawk, <laughs> like you squawk a wig. Oh my gosh. Squawk. That was, that sounds so dumb. <laughs> Squawk. That's a that's a sound a bird makes. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't see one bird in this movie, so Yeah, people would have been confused.